Hello and welcome to the Internet Strangers podcast, episode eight, uh, the podcast where anyone can be on. So the general idea behind this podcast, if you've listened to a few episodes, you'll know if this is your first one, it's basically that anyone from all around the world can be on the podcast. They just come on and talk about three things. It can be a movie, a game, TV show, a TV show or an album. album. Typically, I, I, I pitched it as their favorite, but it can be something that if you feel passionate about or maybe they have some stories surrounding it just three pieces of media really that they feel that they can talk about and they would like to you know they would like to talk about they would like to yeah they would like they feel like they could hold an interesting conversation about or just would like to come and talk to people about that specific piece of media maybe why it affected them memories they have with it simple stuff like that that's the basic idea behind the podcast so today we have Mr. Shupa or Joe, as we're going to be referring to him as, as that's his name. But uh, we, we did a little sound check there and uh, it was decided that Cammy would be referred well, to as. M- Mr. Shupa um, mm-hmm. was having a bit of trouble. I, it was like, um, my name's Cameron, but my friends sort of call me Cammy. It was like, Cammy? C A double M Y, but it still wasn't really working. So we are. Gonna, those nicknames that I'd established a few at the start of the sort of series are going to finally come in handy as my nickname Big Billy Bongo will be abbreviated just to Bongo. And, um, <laughs> for the first time in recorded history, I will be uh, colloquially referred to as Bongo. So it's Max and Bongo today. Max. And possibly from here on out, if this goes well, and I like the sound of it. <laughs> Bongo will be his official name. And he, he was right though, Max and Bongo does kind of sound like... Um, you know, like a, a like legendary a, duo. It does. It does sound like a little game, a little platformer game from the 90s. Max, Max and Bongo. Mm. Well, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Um, wait, is it Miss? Are we going by Shupa? Joe? No, nah, Joe. I think we're going to go by Joe. Joe? Okay. Yeah, so Joe sent us two of his three choices. I think he's... The third one's going to be a surprise to you yes. and us. And <laughs> him, I think, right now. <laughs> yeah, by the sound of it. Um, yeah, the first two suggestions, let me just say... Top notch. This is going to be a good episode, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, okay. For all you gamers out there, am I right? Am I right? Uh, Cameron has finished his instant noodles. He's. I literally I dove in from work. My bus was late. I like Wallace and Gromit. I fucking double drop kicked the door down, slid into my clothes, uh, and filled up the kettle for a a young good noodle bowl, and uh, it was good. Yeah. Cracked a beer. Cracked a cold one with my bro. Mm-hmm. Opened up the M M&M and M chocolate eggs, not sponsored, and um, let's go. I'm excited. Clink it, clink it. Let's do this. Episode eight. Uh, it didn't clink because they're cans, but you can imagine that it was. Yeah. It would have, you know, there would have been a clinking um, had there been a glass. Drygate Brewing Company. If you're out there, your shit is dope, Sponsors. and we will accept free beer for shout out. And I will say it: you're a dope again. Okay. Let's do this. Let's meet Joe. Uh, that I was supposed to tell that we were joining. You know what we need to talk about at the end of the uh, at the end of the episode after we've uh, thoroughly interviewed our friend Joe. We'll have a little sort of fifty minute of shoot, uh, shit shooting, and um, you know what we should definitely discuss our theory. Anthony about, Joshua. Yeah, Anthony Joshua. I, know, I was planning to do that. <laughs> yeah, we really should. We came up with a serious theory that we yeah. want to share with you all. But you know. Now, before we go forward, we called coronavirus as a conspiracy by Big Soap way before everyone started buying the shit out of the antibacterial hand soap. Yeah. Let me just say, 
for the record. So we, if you want if you want smart theories and straight facts, listen to us, is what he's saying. Okay. Might so, even predict the next time this shit happens. <laughs> maybe. We can get the bread before the cycles. The CEOs of Andrex toilet paper need some more cocaine money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's on that note, let's meet Joe. Hello, Joe. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Fan dabby. We're all we're all good here now. Nice yeah, and relaxed. Yeah. Both, both done with a nice day of work. Got into our comfy yeah. striped t-shirts. Yep. And, and our joggy jog, our joggy uh, pajama trousers. Yeah, we're all comfy and ready to go. Cool. Yeah, me too. I've been um, living it up in the the whole quarantine life in the U.S. So mm. it's yeah. been kind of a wild ride. Where about the sure. U.S. are you from? If you don't mind. Uh, I'm from Seattle, which is in uh, Washington State. Cool. Wow. So For that's Seattle. where all the the whole the whole tech and whole liberal type of people are. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. so have you are you guys like street quarantined like or is it pretty pretty unanimous now? Everybody's just kind of staying inside where you are. Um so compared to some other states, we're not actually like kind of forced to stay indoors. But we're pretty much encouraged to. Um, but basically, almost the whole population around here is trying to stay home as much as possible. Uh, and we usually only go out to, like, say, get groceries or, um, what is it, uh, drugs or sure uh, prescriptions. Prescriptions. Yeah, I was looking for the word. <laughs> just to clarify, yeah. yeah. In, in the yeah. UK, uh, we would say pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, pharmaceuticals, yeah. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals or pharmaceuticals? Pharmaceuticals. In in the UK, we get our drugs delivered to our uh, doors. Gotcha. But yeah, so grocery stores. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I drive a Ford Focus. Oh, no way. Yeah. You in the pharmaceutical business. (laughs) 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 Um, I kind of... No, no <laughs> yeah, you don't need I was, to I was thinking, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that's um, interesting. Basically, sorry, I'll, yeah, let, you, all I'll the, let you finish your point. Although, so we have a lot of places that are closed in Washington State, and anything non-essential, which I guess our governor categorized as like restaurants, bars, playgrounds, parks. Um, Stuff like that is closed out to the public. So the only places that are still kind of like open are the stuff we need, such as grocery stores, uh, pharmaceuticals, and marts, stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, and everyone's being encouraged to um, follow a some sort of, I guess, rule of social distancing. Mm-hmm. So keeping like six feet away from like any any strangers or anyone that we don't know that are sick. Sure. Um, but yeah, now they're kind of encouraging everyone to um, not host any public uh, meetings anymore. So no. limiting to like up to like twenty five people, and if someone needs to go out to uh, get groceries or um, get um, prescriptions, only one person of a family member should come out. So. Yeah, See, that's... Or it's slowly getting more, I guess, strict in terms mm-hmm. of, re- I mean, 
restrict restrictions of like going out as much. Um, I know California is now issuing a um, what is it shelter at home order, or basic or in a way basically you can get fined for staying out for way too long. Mm. So yeah, that's I mean other, for us soon. I yeah, think. yeah. Other yeah, states will probably follow. That's what I'm worried about. Starting but to yeah, I'm serious here. We've like sort of been, I guess. I was initially quite skeptical that anything about this would really ever reach home, and um, it has in a major way, very suddenly, yeah. um, as I'm sure it has for everybody all over the place. But um, I, I like I'm I work in a supermarket, so I've I'm considered I think what they're calling is like a key worker or a, an essential yeah. essential worker. Here in and the US, that's essential. Yeah, so I, it's good for me because. Um, I have been like dying for extra hours for so long and to get uh, more work and now they're literally like if you can come in 12 hours a day every single day we will give you the shifts like oh, wow. um, we've like I've, I've been I work on customer service so I deal with a lot of the people coming in like you know from outside the workplace mm-hmm. and half what I've been doing with is just dudes coming in and being like yeah I've been like laid off or I've been told to stay home from my work because they can't afford to pay us uh, sick leave or whatever. So I need I need to work. And we've just been handing out this number for people to text. Initially, they were to call. And then there were so many people that they didn't have enough hands to answer the phones. And now they're just to text and wait a, re- wait a response. And then today they said, stop handing out the numbers. Because we've just had, you know, in Britain, the schools have all closed indefinitely. So there's like all these high school kids who need work. Because their parents are like, are you fuck sitting on the Xbox all day? And um, I've had mums coming in, like my son needs a job. Uh, I've had old guys come in who are like, I've worked at this last place for 30 odd years and I've, and now I can't. So, or people who own like hotels that have all, you know, that whole business is effectively dried up. A massive part yeah. of where we live in Edinburgh is tourism it, and stuff like that. It really has affected um, the whole job market for sure. Yeah. What about um, you? What What do you do as a job? Has it affected you? Um, I actually a I'm a um, small company software engineer. Oh. So fortunately, oh. I was able to transition into a fully remote job. I'm, and I'm the same I, boat. yeah, we don't have as much as um, I guess we're not dependent on as other people, so we don't have too much work to work on. But any basically our hard job is totally remotable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, first few days was kind of nice because um, you know I don't have to like do the usual commute. Yeah, because usually it take me like it usually take me like an hour or me sometimes too. even an hour and a half. Um, but then at the same time, it can get a little bit distracting, or you can kind of get bored with it. Yeah, but Max I'm just starting, I'm, I'm starting to look for positivity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I was I started, playing Final Fantasy yeah. while nothing was happening on my phone. <laughs> you play FF fourteen? No, I was playing Final Fantasy nine on the Switch. On oh, the Switch. nice. Oh yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. slacking. I mean, I had all my basically the nature <laughs> of my job is I have to. It's like monitoring. it's like cybersecurity, so I have like screens that I have to monitor, and uh, there was just nothing going on. So I just yeah. in the background kind of had my Switch. And I was just grinding enemies, get XP. And you still got yeah. fucked up by yeah. that. I still got fucked up. <laughs> the next boss. That's me. That's me with like um, 
playing Animal Crossing lately. <laughs> no, I played I, immediately after my shift. I played Animal Crossing for four hours. Mm-hmm. Today, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You did a really good game? job on this one. Raccoon City is the name of my town. Raccoon. <laughs> raccoon. 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 Uh, like like raccoon, but with more poon. Exactly. Um, city. <laughs> where? What, what's your uh, island called? It's just called Lonely. I couldn't think of anything else. Lonely. It's called oh. Lonely. Lonely Island. island. Oh. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, Lonely Island. Very good. I've, I've never to this day set foot in an animal land uh, such as one that would be crossed. And um, uh, I don't know. I've never, even when I've like watched people play it on YouTube and stuff like that, it's still never really successful. The humor I quite like the look of. It seems like it's quite a sort of fun game. But I guess... For most people, it's more of like a sort of atmospheric thing, is it? Mm-hmm. Than a, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a relaxing kind of process. One of my, I'd say two of my favorite things about the the series is definitely, yeah, the atmosphere. Um, but specifically the art style and the soundtrack of the game. I actually listen. Yeah. yeah. New Leaf and I City mean, Folk yeah. is my favorite. It's, it's not for, I mean it's not for everyone I've not personally gotten properly into one yet I mean I always sort of used to think of it yeah. as like a, a debt simulator because um, I mean that's basically <laughs> what you're doing for most of the game Thanks. is like paying off Tom Nook for your mortgage so but I mean yeah. you know, there's more to it than that um, but, but yeah. yeah that sounds like my fucking worst nightmare yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just too real for the me. whole <laughs> the whole objective of the game is to pay your debt <laughs> That's a, that's a nightmare, actually. <laughs> oh, God. But some yeah. people find joy in, like, I guess, um, chipping. I away. guess, customizing, <laughs> just customization. And I can see it. Yeah. Uh, New Leaf. New Leaf had a huge jump in customization because um, they started letting you customizing not just your home, um, but the entire right. town as well. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I remember my brother. Maybe, maybe your third idea for a could piece be, of content yeah. could be New Leaf. Could be. Well, uh, we can think on it, uh, but for the now, I say we leap head first into the first choice. Cool. Let's do it. So, what would you like to discuss first? Uh, I guess I'll go by order. So, Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yay. That's one of my absolute favorite games. I remember, I think it was the first game I had when I was on Wii. And, well, aside from Pokemon Battle Revolution, but that didn't give me as as big as an impact as Super Mario Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when I started first playing it, it was unlike anything I ever played before at the time. Um, The soundtrack, the art style... Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of like amazed by like how they handled the whole level design thing where totally, like yeah. you play yeah. on planets and it's, it's they just were able to like put in a lot of pretty cool mechanics mm. such as the um, I guess the star bit shooting um being able to I guess have a second player at hand for that kind of same thing and yeah, some of the new power ups such as the so the the ice and the the bee, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the, so Super Mario Galaxies. Um, I literally, it's funny you picked it because I was having this conversation with uh, 
my brother not the not too long ago but it was like you know that was sort of one that i mean i i was more sort of i mean at least growing up i was more sort of i had playstation and xbox and my brother had nintendo and so i often associate um like uh, mario galaxy and um uh all the other nintendo titles with sort of watching him play them but uh, mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy is definitely one that I really want to go and play. So I've, I've went back and played a lot of the ones I've watched my brother play now. But uh, Mario Galaxy is one of the big ones that I'd like to actually properly yeah. play because the music is, you're right, that's one thing that sticks out for me. Like, especially for me, the, se- I mean, both of them, but the second one has like a, a lot of like track. But I remember my brother used to always play. Uh, with yeah, he Plank. listens to them like on his phone still. Yeah, like um, just sort of like the some of the soundtracks to some of the worlds. Yeah, Puzzle Plank <clears throat> Galaxy, where I remember was his favorite track, and I still remember that very vividly. That track, it's just such a, um, I mean, unique because like each sort of planet, if I remember, has a sort of own like sort of theme, and it's like it's so characteristic. Like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just such a well-made project. Uh. I can definitely see why you love it so much. Yeah, and it's, they did pretty well, so I was actually happy that they were able to make the second game. I didn't play the second game as much because it came out like way later um, after I dropped the Wii. Um, but yeah, the, the first game still kind of has a place in my heart because I did pour in like almost like say 60 to 100 hours on it. And usually I don't spend that much time on a console game because uh, nowadays I'm a PC player. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I heard... The I heard Wii G- was dope. The Wii was so fucking good. It had so many good games, man. And like, it's the sort of ge- like console that I remember when I was trying to convince my mom to buy it for me. Um, it was like she considered it to be such a gimmick. Even she knew nothing really. She knows nothing about games or consoles. Mm-hmm. But she, she, in her mind... The Wii was like a gimmick that kids were going to use. Oh, mom, but you can exercise while you play and all that bullshit. But <laughs> so like, but honestly, the fucking the library of games for the Wii is incredible. There's some some seriously good games, and they actually do make a pretty effective use of the whole motion control thing, which has been tried to be emulated countless times since. You know, with like yeah. the Connect and the fucking what was it? PS Move with the Wii yes. Wands, yes, and it was like. Up until um, recently with the VR, nothing has been able to really even touch what they did in like yeah. what, 2004, five maybe? Because the Xbox 360 came out in 2006. So, yeah, uh, yeah, 2006. I remember, yeah, Sony, Sony did try to um, push uh, motion control into the controllers as well. They actually. Oh, yeah, because you they're... could like twist your fucking nuts. You could like. Sp- yeah. Rotate the, yeah, you could rotate access. your controller and shit. The regular PS3 controller, yeah. But yeah, I'm actually yeah. The the Wii is probably my favorite console, just for the the titles and the the uniqueness of the controller alone. Mm. Um, but the cool thing about it is that like it's the most I'd say versatile and most relatable console I know, because you don't see like. 80-year-old moms or, I guess, some um, five-year-olds playing, like, any PlayStation or Xbox consoles. Um, 
and there's 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 like a game for everyone. There's literally a game for everyone. You want to do sports? There's That's Wii true. Sports. You want to do Cookie Mama, Warrior Wear, stuff, uh, stuff like that. There's something for everyone. Speaking of um, what's that game you guys were just talking talking about playing on the Switch? Animal Crossing. There was this video of this. Was it was it Animal Crossing? This lady had like had got the first oh. anim- the Animal Crossing on the DS, yeah, and had played it for like, like since since release yeah. thousands of hours mm-hmm. on her like village, and mm-hmm. she was like in her eighties, I think, or something like yeah. that. Something about yeah, something about Nintendo, I think. Animal Crossing grandma, <laughs> and they've actually put <laughs> yeah, a reference cause... to her in this new game. Have they? Yeah, because... that's cool. Skyrim did something like that, didn't they? Or they're they're planning on doing it with their new. This is a complete rabbit hole. But like, um, no, there was like some lady who was like a big uh, YouTuber for Skyrim lore or Elder Scrolls lore and they're putting her as an NPC in the new game. But anyway, um, yeah, Nintendo games and Nintendo consoles are just infinitely accessible. Like, Mm. and usually that would turn, especially nowadays with like, you know, gaming being such quite, in some cases, like quite an elitist kind of thing. People pride themselves on being like, without being a, you know, uh, corny, cringy fuck like hardcore gamers who like you know people who like shit like really intense pc games or like dark souls and stuff like that um, yeah can maybe see that shit as kind of babyish but whether you fucking whatever you're into now everybody probably owned a wii at some point you know or a ds or a game mm-hmm. boy like they're just so accessible mm-hmm. and uh time after time this whenever they're called when the game boy came out it was like not just a a massively popular console release. It was like a worldwide phenomenon trend, you know? Mm-hmm. And the Wii as well. It wasn't just like the release of like the Xbox 360 where fucking general gamers were just going crazy. It was like the whole world. Like people were buying it for their kids without them even asking for it and shit. It just became like this household thing that you have. A like necessity. Everyone, yeah, yeah. It was like a core Something like that. thing. And as they just somehow managed when they're designing the, the sort of uh, what's the human interface sort of systems, and, and yeah. uh, what's it called? Um, user interface. It's like user friendliness of their consoles and their games. It's just they they hit it on the fucking head, hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm starting to like kind of remember the early days of the seventh generation consoles when like the ads were still going on when the consoles just came out. I think those were some good times because um you know they they really all the companies really did set themselves apart. Well, they mm. tried to set themselves apart. And yeah, Nintendo did a really good job trying to advertise their console and trying to like really cater to like not just like the core gamer or the, mm-hmm. the Nintendo fan, but like just everyone in general, mm-hmm. because yeah, they they did really put the emphasis on Wii behind the the name Wii, mm-hmm. because it's like they they really want to like make a console where everyone can play, everyone can chime in and just yeah. have a good time, you know. You know, I I swear, since you just mentioned that, that is the first time I've ever actually made that connection, and I'm not joking. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm such I a mean, fucking fool. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. if you really think about it, it's. I feel bad. It, <laughs> so what? No, you're trying? good. You're what good. Does the it Wii U me... mean then? Is that like Wii U? Bro, that That's literally makes sense. I think. Okay, I think the U. Wii U. I think. Like... I think. The... <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't believe it's taken me this fucking long to figure that's what they were going hey, for. Hey, you learn something new every day. I'm I was wondering why the Wii U me. made sense in my brain as a natural progression from Wii. I like, think Wii the U, U, I think, I think the U part is um, it, it puts emphasis on the gamepad because you can't yeah. really have like twenty gamepads at a time, and it's more like a personal experience. That does make sense actually because it's like um, yeah. with the gamepad, you're you're sort of closer to the. It's, I guess it's a slight. Well, I suppose it's in theory supposed to be more immersive, isn't it? Because you have like a, a yeah. more interactive tool, not just the buttons, but also a a sort of window into a deeper mechanic within the game. So I guess in that sense, it does make sense. Ah, uh, that was pretty. One of the cool things about <laughs> the gamepad. One of the cool things about the gamepad is that it has like a, a gyroscope, mm-hmm. so you can actually use it as like a window. Or a portal to the game, right? So it's not just like buttons and sticks, but it actually has like motion controls within it as yeah. well. I, Fun well, fact: I actually was one of the very few people that had that has uh, owned a Wii U since launch. <laughs> really? That's see, yeah. that was the same with my our friend Ben, who I think has probably came up now three or four times across the series <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, um, he he also got a, a Wii U at launch, and I think I went. Um, I went over to his place after school and up until that point, I'd never been at a friend's house who had a console that I didn't have. Like whenever I'd go to a friend's house and they had something I didn't have, I was intensely jealous. But I remember we sat down and played the Wii U and I was like, ah, I think I'll skip. I think I'll skip this one. Yeah. Um, I it's think we, like- we played that like zombie Zombie U game. Oh my gosh, Zombie U. I've only had the demo, but I remember playing that game. <sighs> It was like, I remember they, they really pushed that one too. That was like a big, uh, sort of one of their flagship titles, yeah. I think. I'd, and, I'd um, say it's one of the, it had, okay, so I'd say it paved way for potential for horror games because it really it really can immerse you, you know, in a way. Well, in my personal experience, unfortunately, I never got to experience much immersion, but I did experience much frustration. And as a result, I, uh, <laughs> I, I sort of tended to uh, forget about the Wii U entirely. Although, a lot of people now, when you watch videos about um, sort of Nintendo consoles or the progression of consoles, people say that the Wii U is a really fucking slept on console that had a lot of really... The one thing that made me want to get a Wii U was Zelda Wind Waker Remastered. That was like, I would have bought the fucking console just Dude, for that. I I actually got it free at some point, but... Um... I it's it's absolutely one of my favorite games on the Wii U. It just looks so great. Yeah, it blew my fucking I'm, marbles. The 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 way they polished it for Wii U, I'd say it's a little better than uh, emulating on 4K. It, mm. it probably added like shaders and you know wind effects. Yeah, they and stuff like, like blend the fuck out of it. There's so much blue. Yeah, but it was <laughs> but it yeah, was nice. Like if any really game was game. gonna be fucking drowned in bloom, it was Wind Waker, and it worked. Yeah, it just worked. Yeah. And uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, I'm actually really happy they were able to push that as the last game of the Wii U. Yeah, I never, I because never did ori- see the side-by-side. Of how that originally, that was going to be released on just that console, but like <laughs> since it was in development for so long, I guess they had to port it both on Switch and Wii U. Sure. I actually played it on... That was my first Switch game. I loved that game. 
Yeah, I'm actually because, really glad they pushed it as a release title. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really was a good game, like properly. Uh, it's funny because um, Breath of the Wild sold more copies than the, than the Switch itself. What? At the time. Oh, no, no way, because it was on Wii U as well. Uh, I think no. I think it's just the Switch copy alone, actually. How does really? that make sense? Who's buying? I don't even know. Who's crazy. buying a copy of the game without the ability to play it? <laughs> Maybe there's some. I don't know. Some. Uh, I just heard this from like, who wanted one to play and one to keep. I'm just hearing this from like <laughs> okay. what was it 2017? Yeah, the Switch really? is now three years old. It just turned three like two three weeks ago. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Smash uh, Animal Crossing is out. It's all good times. Yeah. Um, Tell you what, man. I'm. Uh, well, I'm, it's not so much that I'm jealous now because Max has a Switch, and because we live together now, that basically means I have a Switch too. But um, <laughs> so I get to play all these dope pass games. But like the Switch, man, is awesome. So good. Yeah. I when when I busted my leg recently, I was off for like five weeks. I was off work for ages. And I, I think I played through Fire Emblem, uh, three houses twice without stopping, pretty Oof. much uh, morning it, till it, sleep. Isn't um, that I, such a hefty game? Like, doesn't I it take so game. long? To, like, I, I, how many? I, I, mean, I finished I, it fifteen yeah. hours quicker than. Because I have yeah, a friend. I have <laughs> yeah, a friend who cool. like. I have a friend who I think that's his favorite game, on just. Nintendo or anything, mm-hmm. and he said he poured like 150 hours into it, and he still oh, like has things to do. Yeah, I could, I could have if I had not recovered, I probably could have. Uh, I also burned myself out very because I I played it literally for like two weeks straight. Yeah, um, but yeah. but in that time I achieved a lot, and I fucking loved it. It was amazing. I've always loved Fire Emblem, um, but I've only ever really had one game of it before. I had the one on the GameCube yeah. called. Uh, was it Path of Radiance? Path of Radiance is that yeah. is that the one? The yeah. one with Ike, yeah. And um, <laughs> it was fucking sick. And I re I had it on the GameCube and then I lost it. And I re-downloaded it on a Dolphin Emulator from a laptop, mm-hmm. which is like the per- laptop is a really good way to play um, Fire Emblem with a with a keyboard. Like it just yeah. you can you can do everything so fucking fast. And uh, the battles just become totally seamless. And um, hell yeah, I could talk about fucking Path of Radiance for a while. We can, yeah, we can go on. I heard it's like such a favorite game, but from the it's like the number one from the Fire Emblem community. Well, whenever you go on like um, usually a good indicator is if you go on like GameCube emulator or you know Nintendo emulator websites when you're looking for ROMs. It's always like Super Smash Brothers, um, Melee, Melee? Yeah. and uh, Fire Emblem, and Pokemon Coliseum and XD because nobody could fucking get those in time. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to own both of those, and fuck knows where they went. But whoever's out there, if you stole my fucking Pokemon XD and Coliseum and my Wind Waker Gold Edition, uh, I hate you, and I hope you fucking perish in a very cold, lonely oh, no. environment. Yeah, Melee. Okay, so. Melee XD, they're kind of hard to find around nowadays. Mm. Luckily, I have a few retro gaming stores. They're all closed, unfortunately, right now. Um, mm. That kind of sell a lot of uh, GameCube games. Nice. But none of them sell Path of Radiance. 
it's it's that rare over here actually is, yeah i think it was like i think path of radiance might have been i really don't know i think i mean this is probably a complete guess <clears throat> but i think around the time of path of radiance it really still hadn't broken into the western market very much mm-hmm. um so it probably was still at that point a big how how many games before path of radiance were there like what was the first console that fire emblem came out on was it N sixty? No, it wasn't on. I don't any. even know if it was an N sixty. I know there. I know it's a, quite an old series because see if you play, there's a mobile game oh, for GBA. If, yeah, it could have been something like yeah. that because if you play, there's a mobile I game for Fire Emblem. Yeah, some it, of the old sprites, out. like the artwork for the old characters, are like old anime style, like nineties style kind of. Dusty Something fucking... like Chrono Trigger, yeah. Yeah, probably. Around about yeah. a similar sort of era. But yeah, the first Fire Emblem game came out uh, April 20, 2003. Oh shit, really? 2000? It's on yeah. the GBA. I just looked this up. Oh, there we go. Well, a long time ago, wow. Something and uh, it's on now it's gone from the Game Boy to fucking a, a game that requires like three playthroughs alone just to get the full kind of scope of its story. And uh, on the Switch, and it's a fucking dope game. I'm all for it. Word up. Uh, shall we refocus? What were we talking? What was uh, Super Mario Galaxy? <laughs> yes. uh, the, so oh, wow. we, we have just covered the entire uh, library of Nintendo games. Yeah, we will now uh, so, drop the podcast entirely yes. from all platforms as we have covered everything that we. Exactly. So, uh, out of all these Nintendo games that we've discussed, you chose to talk about uh, Mario Galaxy. Now, I'm assuming, you know, you've, you've said, you know, you've sank, you know, 50 to 100, or 60 to 100. 60. Well, 100, you fucking bastard. Yeah. He always does that, he always corrects me. Hey, Max, really, Max, look yeah, over there. Yeah, what, what? <laughs> Sorry. Just it's just one of those games. Here. It's just like one of those very few games I truly remember playing like every single hour i just truly remember um just kind of playing it as like i guess when i was eight or nine so it was like one of the it was like one of the very first few games i truly enjoyed playing and truly remember playing yeah no i i no i can completely see why like you ha- have it like so tight because you're right it's, it's that sort of a unique sort of visual style and it's the sort of like even thinking back, I didn't even. As I said, it was more my brother who played it. But like thinking back, I can hear the, you know, the observatory music <laughs> and the sound effects of like collecting all the little bits. Yeah. Like, as you wave your little like you know star icon around. I think that's and, your manic schizophrenia. I don't think that's your nostalgic <laughs> memories. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, but I can definitely see that. I mean, it's such a, a like to have so like I mean even I have like sort of nostalgia and memories tied to it yeah um and i never even played it so that kind of speaks to the power of mm. of uh the design uh from a visual and audio level i've seen videos on youtube um dedicated to the how they made how they did the level design but like within the restrictions of the wii and how they achieved yeah, certain visual crazy. visual effects basically with you know traditional sort of fucking video you know just like flat um, mm-hmm. shapes but they somehow managed to position them in certain ways and and use like different um 
like texture effects and everything to make it look as if it was like a perfectly flowing yeah. like water there was like a waterfall example that they used and it was fucking oh i was, was actually watching a video on that a few I it think, was like a waterfall oh, yeah. cave kind of deal uh, if it was yeah, the same they, one they use like layers and stuff like that on the textures to make it look like or like they, there's just so many techniques they've yeah, done it's kind it of crazy like flat shapes but they they somehow achieved like part, particle effect visuals but it's just so using like layered flat textures it was bizarre but it was fucking amazing to see yeah um, it's it's totally believable but yeah the reason why i chose mario galaxy was for that kind of reason and nostalgia factor and it's it's just something everyone could talk about mm -hmm. so there's that um i was gonna mention something else uh, da, da, da. no i forgot anyways but yeah that's that's the gist Hell of yeah. mario galaxy i mean it is a sort of icon it's sort of one of the like gems of sort of our generation or like oh yeah i think our generation and i, I yeah and to to not you know fall down any more holes um it was definitely something that at the time i i i um probably overlooked like when i seen it was coming out and I was, I think, I don't know what sort of, I think before that, the last Mario game that I'd really paid any attention to was Sunshine. That might have, was that even maybe the last game before it? It was like, the game right before right Galaxy before. X. Well, mm -hmm. at, at that point, I don't know what kind of idea of Mario I had in my head, but like the whole sort of space, like flying between world thing never appealed to me. But since then, people have heralded that as like one of its, well, its fucking like key backbone feature. And it works yeah. incredibly well. So I think I, I really missed a, a golden opportunity to How delve into that at a ripe age. Yeah. How old There's a lot of websites that um, mark Galaxy as like one of the best games of n not just like the year, but like the decade as well. Sure. Just because it, it just blew so many barriers. Yeah. You see it in lists all the time. Like I remember when, when it was the turn of 2020 and there was, yeah. you know, lists of um, 2007. We so I'd have been like 10. 10. We were ten years old or nine, just yeah. So that would have been. But yeah, it. yeah, it's got like, like a, I, a general rating of four point eight on Google. Although you know it's fucking Google, it goes votes. Yeah, I see too. Good ratings all over the board. Yeah. Yep. Super Mario, yeah. what's that? Ninety six. Ninety six percent. I remember watching the review when I was younger. Yeah, um, how fucking quickly from when we started paying attention to IGN did IGN become an absolute fucking joke? Yeah, like yeah, um, it kind of sucks because like I used to kind of take him seriously back yeah, then. We, we used to always look up whenever a new game was coming out. Or I mean, man, released. the gaming journalism ten years ago, like they there was there was like no bias or anything. Mm. It's, it's kind of crazy. There used to be a magazine, and I don't know if it's still around in Britain called Games Master or Game Master. Oh, wait, is and, Games um, Master gone was, or? I've not seen it, but oh, I've no. not really been looking. Let's see. Let's but see. Um, I remember the first issue I bought of that, I was in hospital with a broken leg. And I, my mum bought me a copy of Game Master. And it had mm. the, the review for the brand new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And it was like oh. pictures, it was like pictures of them like jumping across favela rooftops. And I was like, fuck, this looks fucking sick. And it was. I was was it Game Master or Game Informer? No, Game Informer, I think, was a different one. Uh, okay, yeah, Game Informer. Game, it was games, games Master, I think it was, and it was two words, not one. 
had a big. I remember it was like uh, it had a big stylized G, as yeah, it's I, like. I kind of remember exactly what it looked like. It was a, a pretty. Mess. It was a pretty. That's the one. No, it was like a big M, not a stylized G. It was like a big fucking funky. That's M. an old one. That's nineteen ninety three. Oh, yeah, well, there's one there for tech. Game too. Master Philippines. I launched in January 1993 and persisted until I'm assuming now. Oh, yeah, God. there's Resident Evil 2. Do you guys remember G4? G4? I don't think so. I don't think we have it. Okay. Yeah, I, guess it was an American, I guess it's an American thing. Um, but yeah, there used to be like a full fledged TV channel just for video games, and that was G4. And they also did stuff channel. like, they also did stuff like what? American Ninja Course or whatever oh, it's called. Course, yeah. So, <laughs> Chuck, they, like, honestly, any fucking channel, because like shit like that can just go anywhere. You know what I mean? You can put yeah. like American Ninja or, or like um, or Takeshi's Castle or Wipeout on so, any channel, and it'll fit just right at home. We have for yeah. the for G Four live in concert in Dublin, <laughs> uh, and it's like four sort of. Uh, I don't even know. Choir bodies. Hail, hail the kings of popra. Like opera pop. pop Vocally pop. flawless opera pop. <laughs> yeah, there's the new album G4 Love Songs is out now. G4, if you're out there, we will sing your praises uh, in exchange for... Well, usually we like with our last calls out to sponsors, we've asked for food or beer. These guys, we want money. I don't want their <laughs> albums. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want anything they have to offer me unless it's uh, monetary gain. Uh, when I typed in G4, it's coming up. It's came up with four pictures of My Little Ponies. <laughs> anything oh, no. to explain there? Uh, no. And some James James Franco. Franco on the front cover of Esquire. It's actually come up with a picture of. No, it wasn't Yvonne. a magazine. No, it was a it was a, a a channel. It was a TV channel. It's come up with Yvonne Strahovski from Chuck. In a Chuck interview, that's cool, but nothing related to the TV show. She looks like she'd been sprayed with sea salt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, shall we um, pivot to choice number two? I guess so. Okay. Do it, it's Edinburgh. Okay, um, second choice no. is Daft Punk's Discovery album. Yes. You guys, you guys into yes. Daft Punk? Uh, yes. Yeah, and yeah. so many of my friends as well. Um, a lot of them into like dig- uh, making like um, music, like beats. Fucking idolize that album. So yeah, yeah. it's a, I'm, a I'm, common. I'm slowly stuff. trying to like get into um, making house music or trance music because I'm just so inspired by like how, um, I guess classic EDM um, mm-hmm. just kind of moves me. Yeah. So, Daft Punk is is truly an inspiration because um, it's a good start from just from just discovery alone. Like, there's it's like every every each song is like kind of memorable and it kind of I feel like it tells like a story in each each uh, yeah challenge track. Oh, absolutely such a good album. I have you guys seen the animation? Have you guys the animation? Have you guys I seen that? Love yeah, it. it's that, yeah, it's yeah. Was it now, oh, now, now that I'm looking at it with fresh uh, bubonic plague free eyeballs? It, it is it the same artist as um, fucking Cowboy Bebop? Because it sure as fuck looks that, like yeah. it. Actually, it is it is uh, animated by Toy Animation. So same people who made uh, Dragon Ball, One Piece, and all that. Yeah. 
Yeah, One Piece. But uh, I think that's a pretty broad studio. Did Toy do uh, fucking, what's it called? Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. I don't want to get too far into this because we've not even really, we've barely even touched the surface of that. Um, uh, anime turns on to look back at the anyway. The sunrise. Oh yeah, sunrise. It was sunrise. Sunrise. But um. So but I can see. I can see where you're going with the with um, the, the similarity. similarity. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I mean, I feel, I think it came out around the same time, or maybe maybe the Daft Punk duo just wanted to like have an art style similar to the the older more. anime. It probably was. Uh, similar time because interstellar came out mid 2000s but cowboy came out like i think early or just right on y2k yeah it must have been around about the the turn of the millennium yeah interstellar yeah dude crazy it was actually callum stewart who showed me the animation really no way one of my old uh, high school friends what a weird turn of events yes pretty random but, uh, i i think i just fell into like uh when i was in early high school uh maybe like 2002 no my god 2002 2012 i started listening to like dubstep a lot because <laughs> uh, my friends were all into skrillex and uh, skrillex. hey yeah yeah they were really into skrillex and uh, eventually we got this idea that when we all finished high school we were going to go to ultra fest and go and see like uh, dead mouse and shit like that and i think from there i backtracked into daft punk and um yeah oh, fucking yeah. blew my mind that it's shit kind of funny because i'm not really into anything like daft punk apart from daft punk. i never got into edm or like i didn't listen to yeah. that, uh, daft um dubstep or any odd techno house nothing like that. they are totally unique daft punk yeah. in there in there and despite them being like an inspiration for so many artists now and having been a lot of people's entry into their sort of style of music, they still, to this day, are really um, unemulatable. You know what I mean? Like, you, no matter how many people are inspired by them, you never really hear anything that makes you think, like, oh, that's like Daft. You know, they have their own thing going completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daft Punk were definitely pioneers of their own genre, too. Totally. Yeah, French hustle. Have you guys... Uh... Have you guys been on like one of the tours? Oh, I'd love to. I, I think the last tour was at least in the U.S. The last tour was 2007. Yeah, live 2007. Damn. Yeah, really? there was a rumor that they were gonna do one in 2017 because I remember they did one in 1997. They did one in 2007, and so 2017, everyone was like, "It's happening again." You know, ten yeah. years apart, and because they, they were they were featuring on shit a lot. Yeah. Wait, did they not tour that last album? No, Random Access Memories. They didn't tour it. I don't think they did, unfortunately. No. That has my favorite. Must be a French thing. Yeah, I mean, if they, <laughs> if they got to redo a live, I definitely would have would have go. Oh, me too. I would love, like, think, love 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 yeah. to live. I think that would be like the number one concert yeah. or yeah, show I'd love to go to. It, I mean, in today's age, it would be sort of impossible. I might be talking about my ass, but I have a fucking strange feeling that they came to Edinburgh not terribly long ago and played in like a reasonably small venue and i think maybe dan or mc went to go and see them like a club I, set i i might be talking uh, out of my actual uh, culo but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not but i'm pretty sure they're not toured in like 
13 years so that would have been like I think they might have slid under everyone's radar and fucking <laughs> played like the, sh- the shitty night scene <laughs> Edinburgh has a notoriously shit night scene uh, and fuck me if Daft Punk pop- <laughs> popped up in fucking some of our shitty ass clubs that would be yeah. a fucking game Daft breaker Daft Punk played the hive <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah man but yeah I Daft mean- Punk are awesome like and, dude I, I remember when I was younger, when I first sort of discovered them, I would have done fucking anything. I would have robbed my gran if she had a Daft Punk helmet that I could wear. That had. I remember <laughs> I used to watch videos, like YouTube videos, of people constructing the helmets. Uh, oh, and that's like, crazy. Wi- yeah. And like wiring, like programming messages into their fucking displays and everything for like That's so hard. So that's like some dedication right there. Yeah, totally. The relatable, the closest thing I can think of that's similar, I guess, is the the Dead Mouse heads. Yeah, that too. Yeah. People Dead, would like Dead Mouse is Dead, Dead Mouse was super big over here. I mean, he still is kind of big, but only for like the older people. Sure, yeah, people like the yeah. old fucking yeah. I, it still feels like that here. Nobody talks about Dead Mouse anymore, but he still has a really devout following like see i remember i think he announced something recently like he was going to do a a stream um dj performance and people were like blowing the fuck up about it i think he's still quite a big like i don't really know much about it but you know like the whole frat boy scene in america i think he's still quite a big name amongst all that kind of you know people who are sort of penetrating into the whole electronic music scene yeah still finds dead mouse i still have a few friends who um like to go to some of his shows mm. um but they don't actively listen to the music no but people yeah, love the fucking whole ultra fest like fucking and now he's got now he's like he's been oh. running with his own label for a while now and bringing out some really dope guys um he, he was like yeah, promoting yeah. some people on instagram recently who i fucking totally fucked with some kind of more trancey stuff yeah, I love I love classic trance, UK trance, and all that. Um, yeah, just the old, the old mouse stuff. trap records have some some good some good shit along those lines. Oh yeah, mouse trap. Yeah, they've been coming out with good stuff. Mm-hmm. I was gonna mention. Um, I was actually one of his shows two months ago in Seattle. The, what was it? The, the QV three. Oh, so yeah. basically, yeah, he sits in a huge. You know, cube and has like effects like going on through the the screen, so like that. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's definitely one of the best VFX um, of any EDM show I went totally. to. I remember when I first seen that he was running with that cube thing, and it was just yeah. like infinitely customizable, and like the the sort of the things that you can do with it. Like I've just got like the Google Images sort of thing up right now, yeah. And like how he achieves those, like th- it looks like three D, like it goes hollow and there's like something inside of it. It's fucking crazy. And if you were oh, you there, and you... yeah, well, sorry, we're just yeah. just kind of Google imaged it and just looking at the sort of drop down, uh, yeah, sort of thing. I remember the like... first version was like it was it the, the cube wasn't huge and like it was just kind of a start, but like like version three. Um, he just basically goes all out for this one. It's pretty cool. There is the Cube V3 tour. It looks enormous, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I remember was- seeing videos of him in his in his house, and he had like monitors all set up in one of his rooms to to emulate the cube. 
And he was like practice, yeah. you know. He, he like makes loads of his own like little animations. I think he might even program a lot of the uh, displays himself. Like, so it's it's cool as fuck. You're not only just going to enjoy the music that he's created, but you know that like he's put so much fucking effort just into the entire experience. And mm-hmm. like, he sometimes he can come across as a bit of a fucking. Uh, sort of bit of a douche sometimes, but yeah. I guess that's totally. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But he's definitely reminiscent of that, you know, his his origin story and everything. How he just kind of he just kind of came across the whole fucking um, electronic music thing. He kind of started it as a bit of a joke, and it just took yeah. off. It's like a fucking totally different vibe that he he gives off than most yeah. entertainers. And speaking of vibe, and just kind of like going around the scene i do remember like him and cascade making like some collabs it's yeah. more on that more into like the the progressive house type of mo- stuff did they do and those are my favorite songs those those tend to be my favorite songs not just from um those two um <laughs> but those two individually mm-hmm. like what was it what was that one song i remember um, he did he did some really good ones with cascade and wolfgang gardner as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolfgang Gardner. So like that. I still listen to like some of the um, some of the duo, like the collab songs, even to this day. It's it's just kind of a vibe. Um, but not just that, but I tend to play those songs often in uh, DJ Hero Two. DJ uh, Hero yeah. Two has a lot of Dead Mouse's songs, so I imagine it would. Yeah. DJ Hero. That's a fucking flashback. Yeah. It is. Yeah, me too. I remember the, the only memory I have of that is seeing it on the blockbuster shelf. Uh, <laughs> pre-owned. Yeah. Not, not now, nowadays, you can find the controllers in like our thrift shops here for like five to ten dollars. It's kind of crazy. I kind of like to have a go at that. To be honest, so would I. Yeah, I would. Like the games, a dollar to three bucks, and it's like I remember when it used to come out. The bundles will cost like $110 to $130. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so insane. Kind of crazy. But so, it's, it's totally it's, unsustainable business model. It's no wonder these guys <laughs> fucking fucked it. Save for Guitar like, Hero. Save for Guitar Hero. Yeah, um, no, they would come out as so expensive. Although but, the fucking Guitar Hero 5 controller with the hollow body was sick. Oh, so yeah, the, the Warriors of Rock yeah, um, controller. So, so cool. I got that for my Christmas one year, and it was like that is all you were getting, you little shit. Like it was yeah. like, I think it was like eighty quid or something. It was like fair enough, bro. Yeah, I think it's so, so hard cool. to find those. It is. Yeah. It is. So, so um, I'm looking at the track list now. So I was wondering of uh, you know, circling back uh, <laughs> to the discovery. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was wondering, kind of, if you've got like a sort of top tracks that stick with you for it because you know I, I mean people work differently but i have to sort of my top ones and i was wondering what yours yours were hmm. if you had to i mean feel free to get that track list up Oof, so, I, mean, I mean you know if you ask me that but my favorite no I mean, no it's not it's not hard for me i'm gonna make two choices here okay so i'd say Aerodynamic is my favorite, yes. yeah, but an underrated yeah. favorite of mine is definitely Voyager. Voyager is on me. I, yeah, Voyager. I actually, um, 
And this is completely unrelated, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's not <laughs> was it thirty seconds? Uh, like, go back thirty but, seconds, people listening to when we were like, right, yeah, let's no, scoot, no, let's fuck scoot it, back. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> no, no, go on, no, no please. I, no. I, I want to hear I, your Voyager story. I realized, story. I realized right. it was about Bernice Cole, and I mean, not Voyager. Oh, yeah. sad pivot. Oh, we got quiet. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I'm here. Alright, okay, I thought I'd like disconnect the mic. Yeah, I thought we'd fucked up. Yes, so Voyager, yeah. No, Voyager's amazing. So I I personally, so Aerodynamics was my favourite. I think, well, I think hard is hard because, you know, the ones that go mainstream, like harder, better, faster, stronger, obviously, it's like, it's so well known now. Something about us too. But I honestly think it's like, a, like a perfect like it's like a sort of modern perfect composition mm-hmm. in the way that sort of like aerodynamics like, fucking crazy aerodynamics mm-hmm. amazing i love aerodynamics so crazy i remember like oh man some like when we used to have like house parties when we were younger with my like some my group of friends i used to hang about with they really were not into daft punk at all but aerodynamic oh. they were like kind of metal heads but they also really liked like sort of dirty like oh, really sort yeah, of yeah yeah the guitar part yeah yeah the guitar part used to fucking throw them for a loop like mm-hmm. we we used to listen to exclusively like really bammy techno uh, and fucking like heavy metal and rap but aerodynamic would like bring everyone together and like stand in the living room all fucking air guitar like it's like yeah okay I'm gonna go off topic a little bit but I really love those tracks that like not just bring elements from a certain main genre but also from another main genre such as you know like combining edm and you know rock metal mm. stuff like that totally yeah another track i remember having a kind of collab okay so i remember skrillex and corn you know corn oh yeah of course they what was they, it they did together? they did narcissistic cannibal oh shit that was, we used to yeah. pop that fucking tune it's so, so good i love it yeah yeah narcissistic cannibal. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. yeah, yeah so like that was crazy anyways wow. back to aerodynamic that yeah, tastes it's... like budweiser yeah. in my brain that fucking narcissistic <laughs> cannibal feels like a flow of look warm budweiser into my brain stem yeah it's like <laughs> I'm feel nice. fucking destroy the world and it is yeah it, it is. gives me that feeling aerodynamic yes. gives me a i guess like it gives me confidence if mm. if i really like listen to it in a certain way oh uh, so you fucking you know. barge through a fucking Street just like darling, 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 such set, such a pace. Uh, yeah. night vision, I love Virtus Cool. Uh, I really love that one as well. Yeah, uh, just such a good album. I, I, yeah. And despite the fact that it got absolutely bummed by like every single possible popular outlet, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger is an iconic fucking track, yeah, and it always will be. Like yeah. harder, better, faster, stronger. Like yeah, it's, it's kind of sad because um, I remember listening to the the Kanye West edition. Oh yeah, yeah. of the song way more than the the. Oh Dior really? Dior. See, I never actually. The, listened re- to the reason Kanye was because I'd only listened to stuff on the radio. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was born a little bit late. Um, to the point where it's like I'm listening to um, that kind of stuff and not just mm-hmm. the that punk stuff. Yeah, same. I, I think I, I heard the Kanye West version first and then retracked to that one. Yeah. But I think I, I yeah. maybe evened it out with the amount that I watched the 
the music video on YouTube and everything like that. That song is a fucking yeah. I mean, like I was saying uh, earlier, it's geniuses, like, man. Like I was saying earlier, it's it's sort of like perfect in its composition, the mm. way it sort of like progresses, yeah. like gradually, and then there's yeah. a point where it's like fully realized, and then they've like you know put in all the different sort of iterations of that beat, and it just comes together, and it's yeah. just mm. oh man, it's too far. I that that's that, that track is, euphoric, is yeah. So honestly, sampling is like it's it's really big, but I take it like as um appreciation of the older tracks you know mm, mm. it's it's really good that like some artists are um going back to uh the music of the old days and just kind of like sure. bringing it to the the modern masses um yeah, because think- i'm sure a lot of at least gen z um would have wouldn't have known any of the the tracks that gen x or millennials have listened to often mm. um if it weren't for those remixes Mm. absolutely well yeah yeah. so we've managed to hit the one hour mark already so i guess that was fast so i guess that's a good time oh you got you got to hit us with your triple your mystery reveal take as long as you want if you really oh you guys cool with that like i don't mind talking for another 20 30 minutes yeah man you take as long as you need to sounds good well, What's well let's that... let's find a game. Let's find something that we all that yeah, we all let's have do in common. Effort. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Okay, so I absolutely love going to video game conventions for that kind of reason. Yeah. Like, there's like, aside from like mm. laughing at the cringe like that, there's always like new experiences. Mm. And publishers and developers are pumping out new stuff. Have you guys ever been to um? What's the con over there? Gamescon is that? No, is that no, only for developers? We used to go every year to Eurogamer. Eurogamer which is was our a big sort of con here uh, in down yeah. in London. We used to uh, go with our school. We have very good memories. I used to for like I think maybe three years. Uh, we I went, but I like so the, the there was a class for video game design, and mm-hmm. they would get automatic permission yes. from the school to be able to go on the trip. You, I think you had to pay. Yeah. But they would, you know, you would get a seat on the bus basically if you, uh, if you were in that class. And I used to fucking sneak up during like another class and go and speak to the video game class teacher and Mr. be like, Rankin. Mr. Rankin, be like, yo, I know I'm not in your <laughs> video game class, but all my friends are going and I fucking love video games, man. And uh, yeah. I, mean, I just pester him enough to fucking uh, let him. I have some amazing come, come. memories. Do you know I found I was tidying up when I was because I moved out we moved out to the flat in May and I was tidying up at home and I found my Eurogamer Expo 2011. No uh, way! Yeah, the pass and it had a picture of Battlefield Three on it. Holy shit! Holy Can crap! Can you believe it's Battlefield been that long? I remember, I think one of the first ones we came out and like KSI was just starting to get big and our friend Callum like got a photo with KSI and at the time everyone was like that's fucking crazy and we were like who the fuck was KSI and Syndicate who the fuck is KSI I I remember I think the first time I went Rage there were posters for the first Rage game and Skyrim was a big booth that our friend Daniel waited like the entire duration of the car I remember that it was like an eight to nine hour bus journey down to London from where we live and Daniel spent the entire con waiting to play half an hour of Skyrim oh my gosh but I think he considered it worth World of Tanks. World so, of Tanks was like the, they pushed oh, that to fuck. The, there, there was a complete <clears throat> dickhead, right? That I remember they were giving out free T-shirts 
for our, like free World of Tank t-shirts. And uh, we didn't even play the game, but we were just like, we, they basically like wouldn't give us a free t-shirt because they didn't believe that we played the game because they uh-huh. only gave you one when they played the game. And I remember getting so pissed because this guy wouldn't give me a World of Tanks t-shirt, even though <laughs> I played this shitty game and it was shit. I just wanted my t-shirt. This game was shit, did they give me my t-shirt? That was, we, we would wait and like, we would find out what booths were giving out free shit. And uh, we would go. I remember me and me and our mate uh, Ben once again. Uh, we circuit. There was like an Alienware. Uh, what would you call it? Fucking booth. And yeah. uh, it was fucking like mind-boggling shit. I remember thinking back then that Alienware was like the pinnacle of, you know, anything that I could potentially own. Yeah. And there was like a lottery that they were doing where there was like two laptops up for grabs, and me and Ben. We tried to sneak back and get this lassie to give us another chance at the ticket like so many times. I think we got two just from our persistence, but we tried to go back three or four times and eventually she was like, right, don't don't come back. <laughs> we were like two fucking memories. Oh, oh my gosh. So many booths said, yeah, the cons that give out tickets and stuff like that. I love I, th- I think we bought, we bought like remember, a Gears of War 3. I remember watching... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching someone win a... Eraser X chair, um, but then like they dropped it trying to carry it out of the con. No <laughs> so way! That funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I have such there was fight. There was like really small fighting game things where like people could come up and converse each oh, other. Oh, I remember that. And it was like oh, yeah, Street yeah. Fighter and shit like that. They, they still do that here. Yeah, it was so cool. Like I'd never seen anything like that at the time because like esports wasn't a big thing, and I wasn't aware of like the the kind of communities for like Smash or anything like that and uh, all i knew was that a lot of people like to play that shit online but like the even the crowd at like a convention like that like it wasn't like a big booth it was like a tv screen like i don't know a big kind of projector size screen but people were fucking loving it and like when people mm-hmm. would get knocked out and new challengers would come up and all their mates were like at the back of the fucking big group like, yeah! it was Stop, fucking yeah it was fun, like that. So i just remembered something um back in my senior year in high school me and my friend organized in smash bros uh wii u esports uh, tournament for for our school nice and i was running a video game club so we'd have like the matches every every other two days three days and eventually when it came to the finals we literally went to our school's um theater and literally set up a Wii U like where we were able to project the entire thing on them the the That's theater. Really cool. It was really cool because like we weren't expecting like a hundred other students to come in to watch us um play Smash Bros. on the on the screen. It was it was just so hype. It was just so hype because everyone was shouting and you know, there were some introverts that weren't so introvert at the time too. Mm. Yeah, I think so, that is, that's a huge part of it, isn't it? Like, people really seem to come out of their shells with uh, yeah. things like that. People, like, the sort of folk who really enjoy esports tournaments uh, seem to be yeah. the sort of people who have been longing for an opportunity like that, you know, like the same way that uh, f- football fans get um, buzzing when they get to go to, like, a football match. These yeah. guys get fucking hyped as fuck to go and watch people play Super Smash yeah. Bros. And, like, yeah. they, they have, like, their favourite players and they form really strong opinions about character choice and strategies and stuff. 
that's why I appreciate really fascinating. But oh, it's it's only starting to get bigger too. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Every I mean, time you people, think it's like reached its sort of pe- height, it keeps breaking it. Well, we've got people come from the I mean, There's so too. many people that do this for a living too, not mm. just like streaming and esports, but like yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's wow. why I appreciate. That's why I appreciate like cons and um, yeah, tournaments and stuff like this. Mm. Yeah, I think in having that conversation, we did find we I think we found what would be better as an official third choice. Esports. Well, no, no, as a game, as a game. When we said Battlefield Three, we all sort of jumped up and 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 rejoice. I think I think that is the one game that 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 we could all talk about. God, Battlefield Three. Do you we can do, do it, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Battlefield Three. What I... the first time when did I remember getting Battlefield Three? I was off ill from school, and I'd I'd asked my mum, like I th- she was going to get me it anyway, but I was like I, I was at this I was potentially going to be off for like a week, and I remember getting it was like a, a pre order edition I think, mm-hmm. and it came with like a slightly different box and like maybe an like a different kind of knife, and I was just like, fucking. I got that that kind of satisfaction that I used to get from getting a brand new game, which I've never really had that much since. Like, oh, and it was just like, bro. So good. Do were you a big so player of it, Joe? Excited. What's up? Were you a big player of Battlefield Three? Battlefield Three. Ooh, I remember getting it. I guess on release week. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first Battlefield game I played, actually. And the reason why I got it is because, like, I I think there was just some sort of, like, different type of hype for the type of game. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know too much about Bad Company or any of the older Battlefields um, at the time. Mm -hmm. But I just saw the trailers for Battlefield 3 and how I was like, oh, it's going to look so great and stuff like that. I was just so impressed by the visuals and um, how, yeah, how, I guess, like, cinematic the approach of the... The, the gaming mechanics are mm-hmm. and I, I yeah i remember like buying it and then like i just jumped into the campaign right away i do remember the intro very um very distinctly because like it was it was kind of different than any of the other shooter games i played yeah. it was that one where you were like getting interviewed and then you're getting interrogated and you jump in that train in that train yeah wait a minute that train that train seem that train mission was fucking dope um, yeah. talking what? Uh, oh, oh shit! Oh. I, was, I was on a total fucking hype thing about something. Oh, I think one of the big things they were mentioning in the like uh, pre-release things in the magazines and uh, YouTube videos about it was like in Call of Duty you can call in an airstrike, but in Battlefield Three you are the airstrike, and it would have like fucking. You could buy a plane. You, yeah, the was, controls yeah, were the, so the, hard. The concept it was so, actually, so fun. I remember everyone. If you could fly a jet, you were you're like, a, a valuable. You're, you're God. Yeah, you're basically was, a manifestation of God. Yeah, we we needed him. Like Ruri, like Ruri, and he would. He was yeah, the kind Ruri, of guy who would, Ruri. when he was waiting for a respawn, he would wait for the plane to yeah, become available. Yeah. He wouldn't actually just spawn as a parent. He would just wait yeah. for the plane. Rory I mean, was our I, resident jet person. I bet all the pilot. people who played Ace Combat were like, this is my time this to shine. This is my time. <laughs> yeah, no, finally. Do, do you know what's funny? Yeah. I've still got, to this day, the beta installed on my Xbox 360. I never deleted <gasps> oh. it because I thought it'd be like a, like a, a souvenir. Hey. 
You're actually not alone that one. I still have saves from the the beta too. Yeah, Operation Metro. I remember it was the beta. Oh yes, yeah, so it was Operation yeah, it was, Metro. That was. I think that was the only map, right? <sighs> yeah, that was the only map. We were in high school, maybe like S four or five, when um, and I remember it was in history class, and our friend Callum was like, "Oh, by the way, Battlefield's releasing this thing called Premium, where you get." All like the four planned DLCs, you get them two weeks early and you get one package and you get like bonus XP, you get like a black emblem fucking border around your kill, kill tag or whatever the fuck it was. And you're like, your your account goes to like a premium account and you get all this bonus <laughs> shit. And we were just fucking wilding out like what? Okay. It was the first time that anything like that, I think I'd, I'd ever seen, like a, a paid subscription. I was just going to mention service. it. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the first right. type of game that ever do that kind of type of thing. It was just pretty cool. So cool. And yeah, other e, other EA games followed suit on that type of thing. Yeah. Like Battlefront. Awesome. I think the like premium that. thing was a big eye opener for like season passes. Oh, well, basically, that's what it was, right? It was a yeah, season, was season pass. pass. But it's like Battle Pass. Nowadays, we have Battle, yeah, passes, battle passes and Season Passes. But it felt different. It felt... Because well, now Battle Pass, you can get like... And you could get six Battle Passes for a game. Whereas before, once you've bought a Season Pass, that's you. But the fucking... The idea that you could get the DLCs two weeks early. You know, I never uh-huh. bought Premium. Really? I couldn't, af- couldn't afford it. Oh, no It way. was too much. So I actually bought every... Uh, I must have got Premium for every Battlefield. Uh, apart from Battlefield 1 I yeah I couldn't afford to buy it the whole thing outright because it was just I never it was just more money than unless I would get it for birthday or Christmas I was never going to get it so yeah. I remember I bought I, I I stood more of a chance of um, like buying each DLC, DLC into, even though it was more in the long run it meant I could like play the DLCs like with 12, 14 people yeah That's it meant it. I could play the DLCs with my friends at the time like I really, I, they'd get it early because of the premium pass got it early. But when mm-hmm. it came out to the public, I could play it. So that's the way I did it. So I, to this day, I've never bought premium or yeah, any season pass or battle pass or anything. I do remember having to wait a few days for um, some of the map packs to come out. Oh man, and, yeah, so many good deals. Yeah. Endgame, Endgame was the best DLC. Oh, Endgame, yeah. I remember playing Back to Carcan. That was back to Carcon. Yeah, that was the first. That, that was when you got if you pre-ordered it. Yeah, yeah. I, think I remember that. Bad there was so many good it. maps on Battlefield Three. Yeah. Oh, so, Firestorm. They had so many memorable you maps. How, I'll tell you for sure. How fucking yeah. crazy Operation Metro. How Metro crazy. is my favorite. Operation Metro. You know when you're at the top of the escalators and the enemy are at the bottom, and there's like uh-huh. they, they can come up the stairs to the left. They can come up the escalators in the middle and at the right, and it was just fucking like you know, Battlefield. It was like those famous Battlefield moments where it's literally oh. just pandemonium like mm-hmm. shit just going off all around you. If you were a medic, you're reviving people at your feet. Like you take a step, and there's a new body fucking flown at you from gotcha. another, and it was just oh my god, it felt so crazy. Like no multiplayer to this day really has given me the same, apart from maybe like Siege, but in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. The sort of fucking chaos that Battlefield can bring. That's like yeah. Battlefield Four it. still has a relatively decent uh, uh, following of people playing it, just for like a couple of its maps. Gulf of yeah. Golden, I don't. I think I did they did they backport some of the maps on hmm? three yeah. to four. 
Battlefield and 4, then you they can also- play a few of the maps. I think they they re- they brought back Caspian Border, Met- Operation Metro, Firestorm. Firestorm, sure. Um, yeah. Alborz Mountains, mate. Firestorm was a good one. Caspian Border was amazing. Operation Metro, bro. Like, fucking hell. That's my favorite map. I, and like, even, I remember, because in, in CODs before, I don't think you really had laser sights as far as I can remember. But in Battlefield 3, when someone had a laser sight and like there was like smoke all around you and like fucking steam flying out pipes, and you would just see the laser sights like fucking whizzing about around your head, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, it's whole. I also I remember like Battlefield 4, they did have that, that map with like the huge building falling down. I remember yeah. when they put emphasis on like destruction yeah because yeah. people had been missing that from what was the one oh one in the middle they had uh what was that police one hardline hardline Hard which line. was dope in its own uh, in its we own used to it's jet out. we had a bad system boys, bad boys yeah, yeah. We, had a, we had a system where uh one of us would go on the drive the motorbike and the other would uh, covered the bike in c4 and, and there was <laughs> the game mode where you could you had to like chase down uh, you would like steal cars and then the, you would st- get points for staying in the car <laughs> and we would like fucking try because the yeah. motorbikes are so much more agile you just fucking wheelie up behind them the guy on the back detonates it and the bike fucking flies rockets across the map and then you, while you're flying through the air to your unknown destination you just get player killed player killed player killed player killed player killed, player killed like a whole car full of people uh, and it was just uh, because you don't destroy the car because the dri- is the driver's car technically mm. not so you can't kill your driver's car. The motorbike's fine. You just fly through the air incredibly yeah. high up, and it was the ultimate mm-hmm. tactic. So, uh, yeah. any gamer boys out there still play Hardline? Um, That's what to do. Get a oh, they still and- play Hardline. Dude, I, I played it maybe about yeah, a month ago. We, and we got uh, yeah. EA access and we went back on it and it was still kicking. Some pretty people cool. still play Hardline. And people what do you guys think? Four. Hmm? What do you guys think of the newer battlefields? Say one or five. One, I at first I really digged it, but over time I got quite I got tired of it faster than any of the battlefields before. And Battlefield hmm. Five, uh, I started playing it again recently because that new DLC, like the new free DLC in the, it's I think it's like Japan or um, you know it's like the. The beaches, and, yeah, the beaches and like the the jungles and shit. That stuff's sick. The new, if like if any of you have been considering playing Battlefield Five again, now's the time to do it before those maps go out of circulation. But um, up until these new maps, I really wasn't that bothered. Battlefield Five, it feels like a cartoon. Like it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like as as real and as raw as those old as Battlefield Three and Four. Just yeah. Like there's something yeah, about it. It just feels, and it's it should be the complete opposite. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it should be getting more real. But I, I have not played them. It doesn't feel good. Battlefield Five doesn't really feel good. Yeah, if three and four is like a little. Yeah, it, did, it feels more how do you say it raw compared mm-hmm. to compared to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Or the other ones, they I, I guess it's I guess it's like the way they handled their um, visuals for the game. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what sets it apart. It still, it still gives you that. Like, there's still been times. I think the thing with Battlefield is like when it's great, it's fucking great, and when it's boring and bad, it's like 
It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're having to run from deploy spawn like five minutes to where the action's happening to just get oh. fucking scoped out and you don't have any squad members who are close by. Yeah. Like you die in the middle of a firefight and there's like six medics all about five meters away yeah. but none of them come to get you. That's another thing. And you it's just, just like sit there. Medics become a joke now. Well, like, you, you said mean something. You sit there waiting. Like you, you can hold the trigger to postpone your inevitable death and all that you do is watch the how many meters away the medics are go 10 Da, 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 down to five up to 15 again and you see them they're just over a wall and then you're you've got like a quarter of your time left and they're just like standing there and and it's just so frustrating because you're like, well i just wasted like a whole fucking minute yeah i'm like oh it's and when shit like that happens it really just ruins any kind of yeah the battlefield right. games yeah the maps were always like so huge to begin with especially in new Orleans. Um, so I can see like there, you know, when there's, when there are bigger things, there can be bigger problems with it. So, yeah. I mean, it's like the dice, dice like, has a hard time, I guess, probably keeping up with all this kind of feedback when it comes yeah. around. It's, a, it's an unavoidable problem. Is that when you have massive maps and you don't have a hundred, players to fill it with, there's mm-hmm. going to be massive portions of the map that are like completely cold, but I guess some would argue that it makes your life more valuable because you you want to stay alive more because you're gonna have to trail all the way back if you die. So you know you you'll be more it's cautious. It's not like uh, was it shipment? Where it's just like it's not like modern the new modern warfare's hardcore uh, hardcore shipment where it's literally like you spawn inside mm-hmm. the fucking end. But that oh, shit's fun. You die fun. in like the next thirty seconds, bro. Not even. I, but then yeah. that, that that makes my ADHD very happy. Yeah. Hardcore shit, man. I uh, can't handle it. It just makes my brain. I love it. It's like it's like I, injecting cocaine into your brain. And, I'm strictly uh, I'm strictly remembering the times where um I one v one people on Rust in mm. Modern Warfare Two. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah! And you can do that. And then playing the the special ops. You know the the snow oh, mission was pretty cool. Loved, yeah, we loved special so ops. So good. Wow. Yeah. But you know, and good Rust time. is back. Yeah. Rust is back. I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that I uh, a couple episodes ago, I I had just came out of like a Rust binge, and uh, it suits the new Call of Duty so well. Uh, Rust. Oh, does a does a new Modern Warfare have? Yeah. Well, they, they, they they I don't know too Rust much. Even. I don't know too much on what the new Modern Warfare game is, kind of oh. how it's structured. But is it like? So is good. is it like a remake of a lot of stuff from the older modern warfare? You gotta play it. It's kind of like I don't know how to describe it. It's it's, it's a completely it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you're playing the old modern warfare's, no. but it takes place in the same. It's like world. If, if modern warfare was made today, but it's they've done it justice. Oh yeah, oh, okay. it's it, it, it's it, it's easily the best one since. So Black it's like two. a reimagining, just like how the new Ratchet Clank was oh, no, no. to the older it's, one. So is that what you mean? Of, yes, in that same regard. Well, but then even well, then, it doesn't the, follow the, anything. The Ratchet and Clank PS4 was more of a sort of re, that it was like a direct remake, but with like visual enhancements and some like new stuff mm-hmm. added in. Whereas this is more of a, it's a completely new story. It's a new story. It's a new. It's, oh, like, okay. it's, it's like new a characters. Almost it's like entirely. yeah, exactly. It's like a. They've written a completely new story. It's like price and it's like Modern Warfare being told in the age of twenty twenty, 
and with the engine, yes, yes. a new engine, uh, it's just so less bad. Russians yeah. and more uh, Middle Easterns. Yes. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yep. Have you guys what? played Warzone? No, I've never played Warzone. <clears throat> actually, no. might give it a shot tonight. Actually. Oh yeah, we just play that. I forgot oh, it's well, free. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. I thought you were talking about. Isn't there like a, oh no, Warframe? I'm thinking of. You know what? Let's do that. Actually, yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm out of beer, Warframe. and it's past ten, so uh, cancel all plans. I'm going to sleep. Is right. it ten over there? Yes, yeah. it's, it's quarter past ten at I've night. I've been here, up yeah. since half five for work, so I'm pretty nice. Oh, it's so, like three p.m. over here. Oh, Lucky bastard! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, um, you guys get games eight hours ahead of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. Eat a dick. dick Although um, our <laughs> internet here is so bad that uh, by the time we've installed hey. it, you've probably been playing it for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, did one of you guys say eat a dick? I said eat a dick, dick here. Yeah. Eat a dick, dick here. Yeah. I there's actually we have a so there's actually a Seattle like local. Um, hamburger chain, hamburger um, uh, restaurant chain called Dicks. Well, fair so it's some, it's some. Come on down, case, eat a dick. <laughs> in some cases, we talk about the hamburgers <laughs> and not the actual <laughs> thing itself. So that's kind of crazy. But yeah, that's oh, a fun fact no about Seattle. There you go. There you go. Well, you say I'm going for a, a Dicks. I listen. Yeah. <laughs> Want to go for some Dicks? I'd love to hey, go for some Dicks. Hey, hey mom, I'm gonna dicks. go out for uh, some Dicks with my friends. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the that's the, the good sit, vibes. Sit we can't even go out right now, actually. Dicks. Yes. So actually well, yeah. Go for it. Actually, dicks they uh, the way they handle their their food, I guess, um, they just give it out to people. So it's like you it's a, like it's like a drive in stand up restaurant. Cool. So even though restaurants are closed, they're still kind of open because people can just get the quickie, food up a in quickie person. in and out. You can get a quickie, dick, a dicky quickie, and then that quickie dicky. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell my friends. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to say it. Maybe tell, maybe tell dicks they could get a sign. Quickie dicky. Yeah, quickie yeah. Dicky. Once it's past like 10 p.m. or whatever, say feeling sicky. Swing on by. Feeling oh, sicky. They're, they're open. Come for a quickie dicky. Three every day. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so I, I would like to very much thank you. Uh, I mean, we're still going to do a little yeah, outro, but I, I was normally I like to give the guests that you know dead um, donated uh, uh, like an hour and a half of their time after this podcast. So I really appreciate that. So normally I ask if you you know if you've got anything to sort of promote. Uh, do you have like a a small YouTube channel or something like that? Um, I do have a channel by the same name. Uh. I don't have like a structured type of stuff. I put in, I just put in like small short minute memes. And sometimes I, I stream myself playing games like, uh, I guess games on dolphin or stuff like, um, dance, dance revolution. And dance dance revolution. You stream dance, yeah. dance revolution. So that's interesting. Uh, I tried a few, I tried a few times. I actually play. Well, Outside of the whole coronavirus thing, I go out to the to my local arcade um, every other day to play the game. Oh, really? Uh, cool. I, really I'm cool. pretty much, I'd say, not to bag, not to brag, but I'm actually like one of the, the higher pro players um, of the state. 
So no how do we yeah. keep finding these people? <laughs> we like keep finding. Wait, we keep finding these people. Like, like we we have guests, and one of them was like a, a Tekken master. Then the other week, I had somebody oh, who was like, <laughs> who yeah. was like a Super Smash Bros. He was like top in the state for Smash Bros. And now we have a Dance Dance Revolution master. Well, yeah. listen here, folks. If you want to watch uh, the master of Dance Dance Revolution, parentheses in Seattle based, um, <laughs> do check out Sponsored uh, by channel. Dicks. Sponsored by Dicks. Feeling sicky, head down for a quickie dicky. Uh, I... Mr. Schumer. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't streamed since like two three weeks ago i'd say a month ago okay but well, now you mentioned that I'm a, little, I'm a little bit more encouraged to okay good do that kind of thing. this is it He's you're about to get a massive influx of attention from our massive audience so that's the revolution streamer being but yeah not a good no comment. thanks <laughs> thanks for the sh- <laughs> yeah that's a that's a little under unknown fact of me not a lot of people know that i play dance dance revolution but i enjoy the game so much it's actually one of my favorite games alongside the uh, super mario galaxy awesome. it's mostly it's mostly because of the vibe and the scene it gave um in the earlier 2000s mm. yeah mm. i bet it was pretty big in uh europe as well it's huge yeah yeah, That's yeah. A whole other fucking kind of back at the yeah. time and they did they they are kind of reviving it with um, the DDRA version, um, but they still don't have as strong as uh, I guess internet connectivity as compared to the US. Hmm. But we're trying we're trying to get them on board so we can like upload up our scores and um, have the latest songs together. Yeah, well, rank you up know, slow that. I'm loving the absolute variety we've had on this. I mean, you've talked about Nintendo games, Xbox games, uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Um, you know, Daft Punk. It's been a it's been a wild ride, and I've loved yeah. it. Yeah, so honestly, this so this has been probably my favorite, I guess, internet conversation of the entire year so far. I Woo-hoo. really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm, I, yeah, it's been amazing. And I could see so much room for talking about other other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. No, Who knows? Maybe a part two. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, part I mean, two. We've, we've loved. We've honestly, loved. honestly, a part two would be very doable for me, especially with the the whole the quarantine situation over here. So, if you guys would like, we can continue. Maybe yeah, bring some other some quarantine update. Yeah, I mean, we we we've talked quite a lot about maybe doing like a recap because we've had quite a few guests now, and um, but it's just I, it's such a good. I'm I'm loving it so far. Like the amount of people we've met, just mm-hmm. really nice people, like down to earth, and it's like. It all comes down to what the show's about, uh, like sort of, you know, bonding over like previous experiences and like these passions that people have for like video mm-hmm. games and movies and like it's just I don't know really connect. I mean, like I, we've met people from all over now. We've got Americans, Swedish uh, like, people. I often feel because for me, we 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 usually record on a Friday or a Saturday, which is either one weekend I'm off and it's my weekend off and the other weekend I've, I've just finished work and I've basically come home and we've started recording straight away. And usually before we start, I'm kind of like, oh man, I wish I could just chill or like, you know, I'm going to have to like introduce myself to like a new person and have, you know, having an hour and a half conversation with a complete stranger is, you know, it could potentially be like a really taxing thing. But honestly, 
by the end of these podcasts, me and Max come away from them like, that was fucking sick. I don't think we've had a single one yet where we've not came away I'm, from it like, that was I'm going to have dope. the same feeling, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually trying to talk to more, yeah, more new people as well, so... It's a win-win for the both of us. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're, um, we're, but yeah, we're this big community here on yeah. the Internet Strangers yeah. podcast. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm building a community. It's going to be an army by the end of it. So this hey. uh, Discord server that you've got added Internet to, Strangers Army. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> slowly build up uh, a community of guests, and uh, it's going to be a community by the end of it. That's the plan. Soon we're going to have paid subscriptions to Internet Strangers Premium, Premium. where you can get two week early access to our episodes. It's, and you get like so you you get like three weeks ahead of real time premium cami you can you get access to a group chat a cami cami d body pillow very cool big bongo also quicky dicky pillows oh <laughs> um, yeah quicky dicky if you're out there hit us up so what's the internet friends channel for the text channel so the- basically the idea is that uh eventually i i'm not going to quite working yet i don't think i think everyone gets added to this now but uh yeah everyone gets added to it now but the idea is that when i'm going to add people to it like a week before their interview and then they'll be in the internet strangers channel and then after we do the interview um they get added to the internet friends channel so it's sort of uh you know based around the idea that you know I am talking to internet strangers, but by the end of it, I feel like I feel like all of our previous guests I would refer to as friends. Because yeah. I've I've spoken to like oh I've keep in touch with Rafi a lot. Uh, I talk to El Fury all the time, talk to Shar all the time. I feel like Angelic a lot as well. I mean, I feel like we've you know we are building like a I'm friends with like a lot of these people who I would have never met if we hadn't set out on this venture. So hundred percent. It's the the idea is that basically we're forming it. yeah like, i'm really friends. glad i jumped on this opportunity as well yeah okay. well, so, I'm nice. glad you hear that. so so normally at this point uh, i mean can we do a little outro beer you're free to stay in the channel uh while we do it it's only going to take like 10 minutes we'd, we'd, we're, we've got like a, a a conversation we had the other day on oh shit yeah i forgot wanna, about that that we want to go through uh, so this is just what we're going to do is a little wind down so uh feel free to stay while we go through this Cool, yeah. Okay, so basically... Well, hold on. Let me just gather my thoughts yeah, because yeah. this was um, this was a whole kind of... Uh, how did it start? So we, I, I remember oh, vividly. Shit. So Cameron was on his phone and... Uh, we were on the bus together. Yeah, um, it, we were on the bus together and he was scrolling for Instagram and he saw an advertisement and it was Anthony Joshua in a Land Rover uh, driving in the snow. And then I started talking about you know you know Anthony Joshua, the boxer. Anthony Joshua, British British. British jo- he was recently. I think he was the heavyweight champion yeah. recently until British uh, professional boxer. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Until um, he was the heavyweight champion until uh, Tyson Fury uh, took the title. I think oh. is that right? I no 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 that was Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I don't think so. No, he was like the British. Right. He might even, yeah, he had, no, he's still the, the belt holder because it's now Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua who yeah, both hold the belts. So he might be like middleweight or middleweight. something. Nah, they're both. Anyway, fuck, fuck it. Doesn't fuck matter. Fuck those. He punches people, okay? Yeah, they That's, both beat the shit out of people. He's a professional puncher. <laughs> and Anthony okay. Joshua is a, a big, That's so massive cool. Bo- star. Yeah. So, Boxing yeah. isn't too big. Over, I don't know. Eh, no, it is kind of big over here. Yeah. We do have some matches um, where everyone just kind of watches. 
Yeah, I, I but mean, you know, he he's kind of like one of the biggest names in Britain in sports at the moment, possibly yes. even the biggest. I, yes, and so, most respected, definitely. Yeah. So basically, we we I, I, we saw him in this advertisement, and then th- that got me thinking. I was like, Cameron, do you? Th- well, no, like, we were talking about how much he must have made. Well, well, like, yeah, but before that, I I I, I started asking, wondering the question, like, you know, why do these celebrities? With all these money, why do they feel the need to do advertisements? Because, like, uh, you know, f- I, f- I, when I see, like, these celebrities doing advertisements, I, I feel like they sort of sold a little bit of them. Like, I, yeah. I just, like, I... I it kind of dilutes their character. You know, when, yeah. like, when you dedicate your face to so many different fronts, um, you can. I feel like it kind of dilutes your actual individual uh, character. Like, you know, if you're the face of this company and this company and this company and you're associated with this and this and this, you yeah. as an actual human being become this amalgamation of products and yeah. services and things like that. And we, I think we were seeing like, so Anthony Joshua, I think we've seen made 60 million from his last rematch uh, with Andy Ruiz or however it's pronounced. And we were like, so how much could Land Rover or Range Rover have paid him to be in this... Advertisement, and we so we were thinking maybe like, um, and literally sit in the Land Rover, smile, and get a couple of shots of you driving it around in the snow a little bit, you know, throwing the arse out. And it was yeah. like maybe what I think at first we were like ten million, ten million. Around, maybe that's a bit generous. One in so ten million. Let's say. let's say a million, and then I think I had the idea, right. or together we constructed this idea of like, I wonder. Because I, I would sit in a Range Rover and drive it around in the snow and smile for a ten a ten pound note, and he's you know he's they're charging him or he's charging them like a million let's say, and we came up with this theory. Yes. If so, if Range Rover were willing to pay Anthony Joshua a million to do that, and I would be willing to do it for a ten pound note, um, how much more of a successful advertising campaign would it be with Anthony Joshua as the face of it? compared to having friendly old Cammy D, Big Billy Bongo drum sitting in the seat. Now, I've only got maybe 200 followers on Instagram, but having a completely <laughs> strange, random, sort of scruffy uh, Scottish boy sitting in the seat of the Range Rover, <laughs> smiling and driving around like, yeah, this is a pretty good car. I like this car. How much less, so, like, if I get, so what's that, 10, 10 to a million, what's that, 100 thousandth? Because 10, 100 thousandth, yeah. 100,000 is 10 times, like 10 times 100,000 would be a million, right? Yeah. So would it be a 100,000 times more effective marketing strategy to hire Anthony Joshua than Cammy D? So so the, the idea would be that you would have two companies in equal steading. So they'd have to have equal economic steading and their products would have to be similar. So Maybe like Nissan others. and Honda or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that, right? And then you would have you'd have to look at their economic current standings before the advertisement, and then you would have to air your or post your Anthony Joshua sitting grinning in the seat driving around Nissan. in the snow. Yeah, driving and then your Nissan truck around. Cami D, as we said, we rehearsed it, and it'd be something like. I would be yeah. So Anthony Joshua's like, this car is amazing. I drive it so fast, and I I do these big skids. Huh, I'd never drive a car a different car in my life. And then Cammy D, I'd be sitting in the car. This is pretty good. I have, uh, I, I don't drive that much. Uh, I don't have a well, like, but uh, you know, I, I quite enjoy this car. If I ever had a spare, you know, couple of couple of stacks of grands lying around, I'd possibly buy it. <laughs> and then 
like would it yes. be so so yeah mm-hmm. you'd have to analyze the numbers so you'd have to go okay of they the sold increase in sales, units yeah say say on average they were both say both companies were averaging around 50,000 sales per week okay you would have to look that's at these that's a lot of cars they're they're you know whatever right uh, I don't know cars uh, you'd have to look at the numbers and you would have to go okay ha- is the increase does has Nissan Nissan sold like one million at least one million dollars more worth of cars than than Cam- Honda yeah, than after the airing of the advert to justify the cost of Anthony Joshua do you get what do you get where our sort of mental gymnastics come from no like, yes yes would I would and imagine they would just have to give me 10 great British pounds. And not only would it be 10 pounds in my pocket that I could buy a few beers with, but it would change my life forever. I was the, face, you- of, I was the face of a Honda advert. Next time I could charge 20 quid. And then who knows after that, maybe even like 50. And, and you know, it builds could, up and it builds up. And I could become a fucking worldwide phenomenon because of like, Hey, Honda just hired a complete fucking stranger to drive their car around in the snow. And yeah, you can just yeah. you can just be like uh, Jake from Steak Farm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this whole thing came around because I it, like I was like just thinking that like, you know how there's like some like say for example like a, a single mother who like literally like has to dedicate her like there's an example of like a single mother who has like three children and she has to like dedicate her life like working like three jobs just to provide roof over her head, food for their children and like send them into school, like dedicate her entire life to those children. And mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua sits in the front seat of a car and grins, <laughs> snap. He's made like more two, than she two, can make in 300 lifetimes. Yeah, like three generations of to come. That's how I kind of see like... um something i can relate is the the esports thing like there are pro players that make like so much so much more money than doctors and uh mm. yeah and, yeah it's, it's fucking crazy developers. it's crazy like that guy that guy in the from the smash uh, championships mango who like it's basically just did nothing in school because he dedicated his entire youth to mastering yeah. super smash brothers and i guess for him yeah. But for hundreds just, of thousands of I guess he really pulled it off well, yeah. Because yeah. no shit, yeah. It's a low chance to be that good. Yeah, he any, any kids popular. out there thinking about dropping out of school to play Super Smash Bros. Don't fucking do it. Uh, you know, it's, unless yeah. you're really fucking good, in which case, do it. But and, yeah, spot, and when you're, you're like when you're rich even, as fuck, shit us out. If you're like I usually me, then play, don't do that because that would. I usually play Smash. Um, just at gatherings and parties nowadays. I used to be so dedicated to it, but it's like, yeah. I was very much not. I didn't. Ded- I don't think I've dedicated myself to anything. Well, from my degree, that was possibly the most heated outro that we've had. Usually, it's just yeah. a quick moan about something, and then we the car. We simmer down. But um, th- we we would like to pose this as a. A social brain, experiment. A social experiment. A brain teaser for all of you out there. Yeah. If you have any opinions, or even if there's some software developers out there who'd like to spend months of their life developing a simulation engine that we can use to predict the outcome of our little thought experiment, please be our guest. But um, Cami D, Honda, Nissan have Anthony Joshua. 
Is it financially viable for them to spend a million pounds getting Anthony Joshua to sit and smile in their car when they could give Cammy the attention sheet for a box of beers and potentially Change maybe only sell a tenth of the cars, but they gave him a hundred thousandth of the price. times the money? Is it really worth it out there? Uh, let us hear your and, thoughts. You know, they could do that if that is a replicatable thing. Mm. Then maybe just you know, maybe just swap out Anthony Joshua for that single mother and change her life. Yeah, just change her. Every time, you, every time you want to do an advert, just choose a random <laughs> just, struggling. Honestly, parent. it'd probably be a viral marketing campaign. Like we paid a single, we changed this woman's life and put her kids through college to sit in a car and smile and smile at the cost of a tenth, maybe of our sales. But what <laughs> for the price of? changing generations of this family to come yeah like literally like like 300 years when they're in like their family manner it will come back to this like nissan this one and random choice that changed <laughs> the was, fate of the, the joneses all right well we we're gonna go on mad round we've already went yeah. on wait this is um, by far the longest episode and so. it's it's been a lot of fucking fun it has been a lot of fun yeah um, yeah part two i'm down for that absolutely absolutely uh so yes <clears throat> Amazing! Thanks again for joining us, Joe. Mr. Shupa. Mr. Shupa, person. Yeah, Shupa. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's been a great time. Um, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see everyone else on uh, episode nine next week. Right. Pending. Um, thanks for having me. Viruses and such, but episode nine next week, hopefully. Coolio. Adios, bye. amigos. Bye. Bye. Right. Thank you. Anytime, bro. Thanks.